You've heard that buying a home is the American dream. But what are the real benefits to buying a home? Don't I need a lot of money? What are the first steps to buying a home? Hey, welcome to Real Estate Talk for Northwest Arkansas. If you are thinking of moving to Northwest Arkansas, investing in this area, selling your home, flipping a home, or just like real estate, then you've come to the right place. I'm Eric Hutchinson and I'm the principal broker and owner of Hutchinson Realty. Our company has been servicing Northwest Arkansas since 1985. So we know just a little bit about the area. Today I have two of my realtors with me and we are going to be discussing how to buy a home in Northwest Arkansas and first steps to buying a home. Let's get into it, shall we? Now I've already introduced myself, so we're gonna go around the table and I want you to please state your name, how long you've lived in Northwest Arkansas and how long you've been a realtor. Hello everyone, my name is Cole Eady. I have lived in Northwest Arkansas for five years now, and I've been a realtor here in Northwest Arkansas for a little over a year. Um, me and my beautiful wife, we love this area. It's a great area to raise a family, live in. Uh, if you love biking, great. Just a wonderful area to be. And uh, we couldn't be more happier and blessed by the good Lord to be here in Northwest Arkansas. Welcome, Cole. Hi, my name is Sandy Wellesley. I'm an executive broker here with at Hutchinson Realty, and um, I have lived in Northwest Arkansas since February of 2000 and had my real estate license since October of 2000. So I've been here a bit. Yes. Well, Sandy, thank you for coming and joining us today. So I'm really excited about getting into the topic today because I think that it's a great place to start with our first episode of how to start, how to buy a house. How, to, how does a buyer that's that's never bought a home, maybe they've been renting, how did they get started with buying a home? Because I think there's a little bit, maybe some misconceptions. So before we answer that question, let's answer the question, why even buy? Because a lot of people rent and there's some real advantages to renting. I know when I was renting, it was really nice that I didn't have to mow a yard and I didn't have to do um, any you know, maintenance on the property. So that was really cool. I didn't have to pay any taxes. That was really cool. So why? what would you say would be a real benefit for buying a home? And so Cole, I'm gonna go to you first because I know that you, you have only owned one home. I think that's correct. And so you bought uh, a few years ago. So why don't you tell us what is the advantage in your mind for buying a house? Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, me and my wife, we bought our home uh, here in Northwest Arkansas back in 2017. And the real reason that uh, we bought the house is because one, we wanted to have a house up here that was our own. And we just felt like this area has just grown and grown so much. So we just felt like buying a house back then in 2017 would be more beneficial to us than it would be to rent. And I think renting is a great option. But just for us, we wanted to buy it and have something in our name. And we're very thankful and blessed we, we bought it when we did. Oh, that's awesome. How about you, Sandy? Um, I think that buying a home gives you a sense of permanence. You know, it's yours and it's yours until you decide it's not yours. And I think that's the great thing. I've seen some uh, renters who have been displaced recently because their rent has been raised or, you know, the owner decided to sell the home or whatever it was. And so, you know, they were forced to make decisions that they didn't want to make in that moment. So owning our own home gives us the, the permanence and the we know that we're there as long as we make that payment and hopefully get it paid off. So... 
Yeah, um, I think making a payment, and let's, let's stop there for a minute. So whenever you're renting, you're making a payment to someone else, and you never see that money again. That money goes into someone else's pocket. But whenever you own a home, you're making a payment a lot of times to a mortgage or to a, a lender. But you are putting money. You're actually gaining capital. You're actually gaining, you know, you're gaining uh, an asset with that home. And that home is yours, whether it gains or loses in value. And most of the time, real estate is one of the best investments that you can possibly make. But I wrote down a couple things. Um, first of all, that you're not putting money into someone's pocket and that the average home typically increases somewhere between 4 and 8% a year. Now, we've seen some incredible gains in the last three years after the pandemic. We've seen houses get up to 20% in a 12-month period, which is just amazing, but typically 4 to 8%, but it's still increasing in value. If you're renting, then you're not in, it doesn't matter whether the property's increasing in value or not. Your rent will be the same until your lease is up, and then you got to sign a new lease and the rent may also go up, which is uh, another issue. But anyway, I thought that that was also um, something that a lot of buyers don't realize uh, at the beginning is that your taxes, I'm not your taxes, but your interest on your loan, which are usually right now, they're at six and a half to seven percent, that is deductible from your income tax. And so you can deduct your taxes as well. Also, I thought it was kind of neat. I didn't have, I don't have to put down a pet deposit if I, if I own my own house. So, uh, because uh, I will tell you, we manage property here at Hutchinson Realty. And if a, a tenant has a dog or a cat, first of all, the homeowner has to agree to that. But if they do, there's a pretty hefty pet deposit that has to go down. And if the pet does some things they shouldn't do in the property, then they're going to have to pay for that. And so, uh, you know, the great thing about owning your own home is that you don't, you know, you can have a dog, you can have two dogs, three dogs, you can have, you know, whatever. So anyway, there's some real advantages, I think, to uh, owning a home. Well, let's go to question number two. Does a buyer need a lot of money to get into a home? Now, so Cole, I'm going to go to you. Tell us whenever you bought your house, how much money, uh, and you don't have to give us a dollar amount, but what percentage did you have to put down on your new home? Thank you so much, Eric. Me and my wife, we put 10% down uh, from our lender. That's what we were required to do when we got our loan for our house. And uh, I'm very thankful that, that we did that back then because it's uh, it was you know maybe not that fun up front, but it's definitely paid off uh, now for us. So now you asked me a question before the podcast about, um, you said, Eric, I mean, if I've got a buyer, do they have to put down 10%? And so I'm going to go over to Sandy because she's been in real estate a, a really long time. And uh, she's also uh, been an educator in real estate. And so she's got quite a bit of knowledge. So I'm going to ask her. So Sandy, what are the options for a buyer? A buyer says, you know what? Uh, I only have $5,000 and, you know, I'm looking at a $250,000 house, you know, is that going to be enough? I mean, do I have, you know, what, what's my options? And for that, I defer to the lender. I really do. I say, you know what, that is a great question. And you need to speak with your mortgage lender about that. Because first step is go to the bank. Okay. Find out how much you can get qualified for. Um, but but the general answer is that there are so many loan programs that are available. There are loan programs that are available that you can get down payment assistance. They're not very easy, but they are there. 
And then, you know, if you're purchasing an investment property, you're probably looking at putting at least 20% down. The bank is going to require that. Um, but the lender is really the, the, that's where the buck stops for that question is with the lender. Yeah. So you, you bring up a great point is that we are realtors and we are not lenders. And so one of the first questions I ask, I have two questions. I ask, first of all, Mr. Buyer, are you working with another realtor? Because if you are, you need to go talk to your realtor. But second of all, have you talked to a lender about your financial options? And that's always usually the first or second question that I ask. And if they say no, then I give them several lenders that they can go talk to. But I've been in real estate long enough to know just a little bit, just enough to make me dangerous. And I know that a conventional loan typically says a minimum of 5% down. That's normally what a conventional loan is going to require. So you put down 10%, which is great. You just, uh, you know, you invested more of your money into your house, which is fantastic. You'll get that out someday. But, um, the lender will probably say on a conventional loan that if you put down 20%, then you will avoid a thing they call mortgage insurance. And mortgage insurance is basically an insurance that says that you're a high risk for default unless you put down a minimum of 20%. So if you put down 20%, you don't have any mortgage insurance. If you put down less, which you did, you put down 10%, but you still have mortgage insurance. But you can put down a minimum of 5%. So if it's a $200,000 house and you're going to have to put down, um, you know, $10,000, that's going to be the minimum you have. But the other thing that I wanted to bring in, bring up on this is that there are multiple loan options. Sometimes if you qualify for FHA, that's only three and a half percent down. So on a, you know, so on a hundred thousand dollar house, that's only $3,500. If it's a $200,000 house, it's going to be $7,000, but that's a lot less than it would be if you were going conventional. Now, if you are a veteran from our United States forces, then you can do 100% financing if you qualify. And we'll talk about that in just a second. So if you qualify, 100% financing if you're a veteran. It's called a VA loan. And then there's some areas in Northwest Arkansas that you can get what they call an RD loan, which is rural residential. So anyway, rural residential, those loans are also 100%. So those are some options for buyers. But as Sandy said, you've got to get pre-qualified in order to even get a loan. And we always recommend talking to a lender first. And the great thing about pre-qualification is it's free. It doesn't cost anything. You can talk to a lender and they can pre-qualify you for absolutely nothing. So anyway, those are always really good things. So let's move on to another question. So um, after you've talked to a lender, what would you guys recommend that a buyer do next? If they are looking to, would you recommend they just start searching on Zillow or what would you recommend, Cole? Thank you, Eric, for the question. Uh, first, I'd definitely recommend them to check out, uh, find them a good realtor to help them in the process because buying your first house can be very, very stressful. And you just want to make sure that when you're buying your first home, you want to make it <coughs> as fun and as easy as possible. So I would recommend to find a good realtor, uh, which we have many of those here at Hutchinson Realty. Thanks, Cole. Sandy, would you concur? Absolutely. Um, to me, the the realtor is really kind of the, there are so many moving parts, right, to a real estate transaction. You've got a home inspection, you've got the lender, you've got um, the appraiser. There's all kinds of things that are coming together, the title company. And the realtor is really the hub of all of that. 
I like to say it takes a team to close. And good realtors know the good title companies to recommend, the home inspectors to recommend. It's going to be your choice. We're going to give you a list of those people that you get to choose from. But your realtor is really the source of that information. So absolutely pick a good realtor. So Sandy, I'm going to stay with you for a second because I know you've taught this. So a buyer says, nope, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to look on Zillow, which is the most hit website in the world for real estate. So that sounds like a good place for me to start. I found a house that I want to go look at. Oh, it's listed with a realtor. So I'm going to call the listing agent. So who does the listing agent represent? Well, what you need to know as a buyer is that listing agent is representing the seller. They have a contract with the seller to list that home for sale. And so when you contact them directly, the very first thing you need to know is anything you say can and will be used against you in a real estate transaction. So, um, you know, it, and it, that sounds kind of harsh, but it's absolutely true. If you contact the listing agent and you tell them how much you're pre-approved for and and you've got 30 days to find a home, I mean, really that that agent is hearing cha-ching, cha-ching every time you throw out a little nugget there. So just be aware that if you're representing yourself that you truly need to represent yourself and not offer all of that information. Yes, that's great advice. Um, Realtors should disclose that, but I know for a fact that some realtors don't disclose that. And I teach continuing education and I recommend because it is the law and it is our ethics that we disclose agency, but sometimes that doesn't happen. So if you're a buyer and you're looking for a home, you call the listing agent. Their job is to get the highest price possible for that house. That is their job. They have a contract with the seller to try to get at least the list price. And like Sandy said, anything you say can and will be held against you. So you kind of need to know who that realtor represents. They, if, they, if their name is on the sign, they represent the seller. And they can offer a thing called dual agency. We're not going to get into that right now. But I will tell you, it's better if you have a buyer's agent. Now, sometimes you have a buyer's agent and they know about a property that's coming available or maybe they're company has a listing that's meets your criteria, then that agent would be a dual agent. But most of the time when I have a buyer that comes to me, I'm going to represent them. And the great majority of houses that I show them, I represent the buyer only. And there are occasion where I might show them one of our listings and I have to disclose to them that I'm a dual agent. But anyway, it's just really important that as a buyer, they understand who they are contacting, and who that agent represents. And I would recommend getting a realtor from the beginning. That way they represent you from the beginning. And any time that a listing comes available, they are going to be representing you as the buyer. And that's, I think that's really important. Also, I mean, just real quickly, we could talk for a long time because we are realtors about this kind of thing, but the multiple listing service. So we're going to talk just briefly about that. That is so if I was Batman, that would be my grappling hook or that would be my uh, on my utility belt as my main resource or my main tool because the multiple listing service is awesome. I mean, as soon as a, a realtor lists a house for sale, as soon as they hit enter and it goes live in the multiple listing service, all real, we have 4,000 realtors in Northwest Arkansas. They all have immediate access to that. 
even Zillow, and I know that a lot of people like Zillow, but guess what? They download that information from the multiple listing service. And so it's really important that you understand that as a realtor, we have access to that information immediately. And if you are a buyer, you can say, hey, Mr. Realtor, I'm looking for this criteria, and you're going to get the fastest information possible because your realtor can set you up that on the multiple listing service, whenever a listing comes available, you get an immediate email saying, boom, this is on the market. If you're looking at Zillow, that information may, it may take hours to get downloaded to there. So anyway, just something to another benefit to using a realtor. Cole, you had something. Uh, yes. Thank you, Eric. And thank you, Sandy. I think, um, both those comments are wonderful. I was going to add to what uh, Sandy and you said. Uh, so going back to the uh, listing agent, <clears throat> the listing agent is the one that represents the seller, and the selling agent is the one that represents the buyer. And when me and my wife first start or first started looking for a realtor, we didn't know the difference between a selling agent and a listing agent. So I just think it's very important for people out there to know the difference in a selling agent and a listing agent. Yeah, selling agent, of course, is a little bit, it sounds like, oh, well, they're selling agent must represent the seller. But in real estate, the selling agent is represents the buyer and the listing agent represents the seller. So thanks, Cole, for that. So interesting topic there uh, about finding a realtor and um, allowing that realtor to represent you. Is there anything else that you can think of that a buyer should do um, prior to making an offer on a house? I think personally, you should always check with your, your realtor and then your lender, whoever your lender is, um, because you definitely don't want to do something that uh, it's not in your expertise. You always want to get someone that is strong in their expertise. So I'd always start with a realtor first and then your lender. Yeah. Anything else for you, Sandy? So I would say that having the real estate agent, having a lender ask questions, because I always tell my son, he's 22, and uh, he doesn't want to listen to his old man sometimes, but I will tell you that um, information is typically normally free. It costs you nothing to ask questions and gather information. And so give your realtor as much information as you can about what you want. Let them start searching for you, because they can also they may know of something that's coming on the market. We talked about in our sales meeting today about, you know, property that's coming on the market. We sometimes we know about property before it's actually listed. Also asking your lender, are there any other loan options for me? Maybe, you know, so just being curious and asking questions from your lender and your realtor and then start shopping, start looking at houses. I've, I've a lot of times we'll have a buyer, we'll go look at one house and be like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Let's make it all. I was like, well, you, you told me you wanted to look at 10 houses. Why don't we look at the other nine and see if, and then also we go to the next house. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we looked at this house, you know? And so really just taking time to exhaust all of your resources. So those would be some of the things that, that I would advise. Sandy, did it look like you had something to say? I did. One of the things I was going to say is when you start working with a real estate agent, you know, we are tied into the MLS. And if you let your realtor know what your search criteria is, we can set up a search for you so that once something goes live on the market that meets your criteria, it notifies you in real time. Right. And I think that that is so huge. You know, we spend a great deal of our lives searching for things on our phones. And this is something you don't have to search for. We can just set it up. 
um, you can take a look at that information as it becomes available to you. And if there's something that you want to see, then you call your realtor. So absolutely. Cole. Uh, yeah, Eric, I just had one more follow, uh, follow up, uh, listen to what you and Sandy had said. I was going to say also, uh, here at Hutchinson Realty, uh, just like any other realtor, we we're we're all in this together. We want because uh, I know if I was buying a home right now and I wasn't a realtor, I would want somebody represent me that's going to look out for my best interest and help me. And we're all a team. And just like the buyer or the seller, we want the same thing. We're trying to all get to closing. We're all trying to uh, to to get the deal done because we want you to be happy. It's all about you guys, whether you're the buyer or seller. At the end of the day, our job and what the reason we got into real estate is to make sure that the buyer and seller both are happy once the transaction is closed. So that is our goal, and that's why we, we became uh, realtors. Great. Thanks, Cole. So those are our first steps to buying a home. And uh, before we close out, I have asked Sandy to kind of give us, so this is March 14th. We are coming up on St. Patrick's Day. And so we have got lots of things that are going on in Northwest Arkansas. In fact, she probably won't even be able to tell you all of the things, but she's going to give some highlights to that. So Sandy, I'm going to throw it to you and tell us what's going on in Northwest Arkansas this week. Awesome. Okay. We are, we are truly blessed to live in an area where there is always something to do. Honestly, if you live in Northwest Arkansas and you're bored, you're just not trying. You're just not trying at all. So this weekend, and really, I just picked a couple of things. There are so many, and you can go to nwatravelguide.com, and you can pick your area. They will tell you all kinds of things that are happening, but here's what's happening in Bella Vista. Um, First of all, I found out, I had no idea. I'm a huge bingo fan. I love to play bingo. Every Wednesday night from 7 to 10 p.m. at JJ's, they play bingo. Who knew that? Sweet. I did not know. Also, this Saturday, um, some of you have probably paid attention to uh, what is going on right behind Casey's in Bella Vista. Well, that is the Fat Tire Bike Shop, and this weekend is their grand opening. So um, They are going to, let's see, Trailside Coffee, which is in Fat Tire, is going to be open at 7 a.m. for you. Um, From 3 to 5 p.m. that day, they're going to have bonfires out on the patio. There's going to be live music with Jeff Fox. There's a group ride for those of you who bicycle. I do not, but yay for you. Um, On the Tunnel Vision Trail from 2 to 4 p.m., And also there are Airbnbs, which I did not know. On the top of that building, there are Airbnbs, and they're going to have an open house for those Airbnbs. So that'll be pretty cool. In Bentonville this weekend, y'all, it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. There's tons going on. Check out your local establishments. A lot of the brewing companies and things are doing St. Patrick's Day. This Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., there's going to be the market at Record in Bentonville. If you've ever been to that, it's like a little, um, really, it's like a little farmer's market. And there's all kinds of things. I have friends that sell macarons there and um, uh, painted signs. Like, it's a lot of fun. Also, Crystal Bridges, Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., you can kick off spring break. Next week is spring break around here. Um, with a community fiesta celebrating art stories and the opening of the new exhibition, Diego Rivera's America. That is this Saturday at Crystal Bridges. I believe, yes, it's free. There are no tickets required. So, 
Wow. Sounds like a fun weekend. Yeah, and that's a lot of things, and that's pretty much just Bella Vista and Bentonville. Is that yes, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of other things, but she gave you a good resource to. Uh, what was that website again? NWATravelGuide.com. It's a great website. It has a list of not just Bentonville, Bella Vista, but all of Northwest Arkansas. So, hey guys, it's been fun. It's been uh, to get together and talk real estate with you guys. Great discussion. Hey, if you are listening today and you think that you are ready to start the buying process, reach out to us at info at hutchrealty.com or you can go to our website at hutchrealty.com where you can view every listing in Northwest Arkansas and you can view all 23 of our agents and their profiles. Read about them. They are ready and willing to help. We are all ready and willing to help to help you through this buying process. If you are a seller and you would like to know what your home might sell for, then reach out to us for a free home evaluation. Hey, if you like this podcast, don't forget to leave us a positive review and come back next time when we will be talking about negotiating your next home and avoiding some common pitfalls of making an offer. So we talked about first steps today. We're going to talk about actually getting in and making an offer and what to watch for as you're doing so. No matter what, may God bless you and may God bless your home. We will see you next time.